Hey, welcome to the Finance Fam Podcast, where we cover finances, faith, family, and freedom. Whether you're in debt or a seasoned investor, we cover all the ways we're beating the rat race, thriving in recession, building wealth for future generations, and living with purpose to ultimately gain freedom and impact the kingdom, however the Lord calls us as believers. My name is Isaiah, and I'm one of the hosts of the show, alongside my good friend Andrew. We're both millennials living typical millennial lives, plus we love Jesus, we love our families, and we love freedom. Everything we cover is for entertainment purposes and should not be considered financial advice. Please don't sue us. Enjoy the show. Thanks. And welcome, everyone, to this episode of Finance Fam. And I am sitting here with some delicious tea. I really like your tea, Isaiah. I mean, it's it's actually Danielle's tea. But uh, well, thank you, Danielle. (laughs) I I grabbed your tea. I I walked in this morning, and and I was like, hey, I would I would love some tea. I Um, said, sir, I'll give you some tea, (laughs) (laughs) sir. And I said, thank you, sir. (laughs) I appreciate it. And so, yeah, I mean, goodness, cold days like this, warm. yeah, I hope wherever you are, if it's cold, which I imagine it is if you're listening to this in the United States of America, it's probably cold where you are. And uh, my wish and hope for you is that you've got a uh, nice warm coffee to enjoy this conversation about fitness yeah. with us, with, yes, yes, all of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're a finance podcast talking about fitness. Look exactly. Yes. And there's so much to this. Uh, excuse me. Yeah, Joy and I are passionate about fitness. Uh, but this is something Isaiah and I, the hosts of this finance fam, are also very passionate about. And uh, there are a number of ways improving your fitness can also improve your wallet. I think that's the tagline. Mm, uh, improve yeah. your wallet by improving your fitness. And so that's what we're here to talk about today and how uh, how you can do that, how you can both improve your wallet and how you can improve your fitness and how they relate. So, yeah. Yeah, uh, we'll get into like some specifics on, you know, how to. I think you talked. To, you're going to talk about keto and intermittent fasting and oh, some yes. things. I've I've definitely went through a weight loss journey about a year or so ago, but I think um, similar to the tagline where improving your fitness improves your wallet. I think I want to share that this is true for me. Two years ago, when I got gripped by finances and um, getting my house in order. I realized that I wanted freedom and time. I wanted to be fire and realized that I was a hundred pounds overweight and I wasn't going to have as much, as much years or life in me to spend with my kids. Cause I was so overweight and, yeah. um, couldn't do things. And I'm like a 25 year old guy. Like I don't want to be old and can't do anything and can't go on walks. With you my don't want to be old, huh? <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't want to be old and unable to, to do much. Yes. So I realized like, man, I, if I'm going to get my finances older, I've got to get my health in order and yeah. then also spiritual stuff. So it's, I think if you affect one, one quadrant, it spills over in the other areas yeah. and they all synergize together. So. Yeah. When you say quadrants, you know, we just came out of an, an episode, I don't know when it'll air, but we, we talked about the different areas yeah. of your life. Um, fitness, finance, your spiritual walk, marriage and career and how when you, I've never thought before this that you could have a a goal for your career or a goal for your marriage or your spiritual walk and how to practically do that. So uh, the point you're making is when you, when you, when you get breakthrough in your health, it has a tendency to spill into finances, career, confidence, marriage, you know, all of these things, like you said, can, can, uh, when one thing improves, there's ways that it can, you can just become a healthier human being all the way around. There's probably like a relationship. Like yeah. when I budget and save money, I therefore am eating healthier. Or when I work out, I want to eat better. So I'm not eating out and spending my money on 
crap, you know, like Absolutely. I think it's got to have some sort of relationship. Yeah, no, that's, that's for sure. Uh, there's been research done about that. And so the number one reason that we, we give, so we've got three reasons that um, improving or investing in your uh, personal health can affect you later on in life. And reason number one, the cost of healthcare is going up. It's already so expensive. <laughs> I just, that's one of those things. Like if you notice, we've not done a podcast about healthcare. It's because it's, it's, I have too nihilistic of an attitude about it. So Isaiah's got to check me on this stuff because like the student loan stuff and looking at the higher education, it's similar to healthcare to me. There's just so much brokenness in both of these systems and like corruption. Am I allowed to say that? I think I am. I think there's, <laughs> there's corruption in healthcare that, I mean, I, I want to get my sister on here. I don't, I don't know if, she, if, yeah. if, um, what that would she's mean, but she's got some stories about what happens behind the scenes. And if you talk to any nurse, they know that there's things that go on that are just sketchy. And, um, you know, the past two times we've experienced births, there's been something about the experience that was like, that shouldn't That's have special. happened. And that shouldn't have happened. Shady. That shouldn't have happened. We'll, What's we'll, going on? We'll cover healthcare at another time, but yeah. we'll just leave it at this for today healthcare, the healthcare system is bad right now. Um, without sounding too nihilistic and downer, like, I don't think it's going to get better. Help me out, Isaiah. Can you say something happier than me? Hey, just want to take a second. This is our plug. If you are somebody who needs help with your finances, whether you need help with a budget or getting out of debt or starting your investing journey, Andrew and I can help you. Go into the podcast description. There's a form there. You can fill out some information and we will get back to you. All right. Thanks. Back to the show. No, I can't. We're <laughs> Americans. Um, it's bad in America. I don't. I don't want to get all conspiracy theory. If we're going to take a little, well, let's little talk side about it. Let's okay, go there. Okay, let's, let's go, go there. there. So, like, I I used to trust <laughs> doctors and you know health professionals a lot more than I do now. I think COVID caused a lot of people yeah. to start to question a lot of things. But there's a reality of like, man, these corporations, healthcare, uh, big pharma, like they're all making back end deals. And if you can sell somebody sickness and then also sell them a quote unquote cure for that thing, like there's, there's something going on. And given the diet that Americans have and how unhealthy we are, there's like, man, there's some sort of correlation relationship happening there. So absolutely. Anyways, the past few times we've taken Macy or Ben to the doctor, it's been, you know, something is scary going on with them. We take them there. And I, I don't want to say the exact amount of money we spent because, you know, that uh, I don't want to be inaccurate. Somewhere in between 50, no, no, somewhere in between 75, I know minimum 75 and $150 just to see the doctor. Yeah. And you know what they told us, Isaiah? You know their wisdom, their sage advice. What's that? Give the kid Tylenol. Yeah. That's it. You know what we had at home? Tylenol. tylenol yeah. Kids Tylenol. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for taking my money yeah, and uh, and telling us that. Um, but the one thing that, to their defense, they told us, hey, your kid's not dying. So that's nice, too. $150 to know your kid is kid's not dying. But. I'll pay anything to hear that. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So so to their to their credit. So, so the reason we're talking about healthcare so much is this is a big, the one thing that you can control. We can't control what the healthcare system looks like in America. But Isaiah, what can we control? We can control our diets and working out and being healthy. Let's go. That's exactly right. And, you know, it doesn't take a doctor or a rocket scientist to know that 
if there's if your body is healthier, if you are if your cardiovascular health is in a good position, if you are um, you know if you don't have di- there, you don't have a risk for diabetes, if yeah. you're if you're, you know heart disease, the the number one killer is heart disease in America. Yeah. And the number one way to counteract that it's to lose weight and, and to get into seed oils. This is my plug for something else. <laughs> <laughs> Don't eat seed oils. Don't do it. That's great. Call me. We'll talk about it. <laughs> Absolutely. And so that's the big one. We, you know, we, we put that here at the forefront because I think that's probably the most important, important point of this conversation is is the cost of healthcare is going up. What is it going to look like in 2060? I don't think anyone's saying it's going to look better than the way it is, but it's it's bad right now and it's about to go up. The cost of healthcare is about to go way up and it's already really, really high. It's kind of like investing. Again, sorry that I keep breaking in with Love these it. weird off tangents, no, but these it's are, like... This is all so good. <laughs> okay, good. It's like... Uh, most people don't save and they don't have money and they don't invest for their future and yeah. no one's prepared for that. I think, I think health is the same way. It's literally an investment. Like if I eat this garbage McDonald's or whatever, like this is like, this is like bad debt for my body, you Whoa, know, that's versus so like, okay, I'm going to eat a healthy meal. I'm going to work out this month. That's an investment to my future self. Whoa. So anyways, a it's a gift parallel. to like 70 year old Andrew. Every yeah. time that I eat a salad instead of like greasy popcorn, that's right. That's me going, Investing like, in my yeah. Andrew Roth. <laughs> oh, come on. That's good. I just I, I want to look at six year old Andrew with with compassion and with you know, that that that's a good guy over there. He's yeah. saved by grace. Obviously, a good person doesn't get you into heaven. Hallelujah. <laughs> but that guy right there, you know, he's gonna be seventy and let's be kind to him. And both financially and, and with his weight, yeah. <laughs> with his heart. Yeah. Um, and so another thing, uh, the big one is healthcare. The number two way that you can improve your wallet by improving your fitness is setting a personal goal like weight loss can give you more confidence for other things. And Isaiah, you touched on this earlier that um, when you begin to make changes and things like your your weight, it those little tiny encouragements, the the little baby steps, if you will, towards um, a better financial, uh, or excuse me, a better fitness, uh, whatever am I saying? <laughs> it, when you make casual, not casual, when you make small steps towards the goal of becoming more fit, you'll begin to see, oh, wow, I can do this. Yeah. I, I can improve. I can also improve this area of my life. I can improve this area. It gives you confidence when you have those little wins. Like I just lost p- five pounds. I could lose 20 more. I just lost five pounds. I can. I can save, I can invest, I can pay off this debt. And so, um, yeah, that's, that's the number two thing we want to talk about. Yeah. I think one thing that's maybe this isn't relevant to sharing, but I listened to Alex Ramosi, who's famous entrepreneur, marketer, but got started in the gym world. And he says that there's so, so many like people who become fit, become entrepreneurs because fitness is like the gateway to, to like success and to growth and like growing yourself because you get those initial wins of you lose the weight or you put on the muscle and you start to like your physique and you get to feel healthier and you're more confident Yeah, that spills over into like, Oh wait, actually I can like stack cash. I can start a business or I can um, improve my financial situation. I can get up and read the word. Like it just empowers you. So I would say health is a quick win to realizing like you can grow pretty fast and put yourself to it. So 
That is definitely my revelation. Fantastic. And so uh, reason number three, that improving your personal fitness can improve uh, your wallet as well. Um, Some studies suggest that people who cook more often, this is something we talk about a lot, rather than get takeout or get fast food, have an overall healthier diet. These studies also show that restaurant meals typically contain higher amounts of sodium, saturated fat, total fat, and overall catatonic. Uh, calories than home cooked meals, and so that right there should be enough of of an example right there. Eating yeah. at home can save you a lot of money, and it can save you in investing in yourself. Yeah. It can save you, and I'm I'm telling you, you know, cooking. There's something so satisfying about a home cooked meal. I yeah. mean, uh, there you, you have more creative control especially with chicken. I'm going to go on a little bit of of a tangent here. I love chicken. Mm -hmm. That is the number one indicator for me. If a restaurant knows how to cook or not, it's not the steak. The steak's going to be good. But if someone can cook chicken like real, real well, that is, you know, that makes me go, I want to come back there because that's, and let me tell you, man, there's a lot of restaurants that that don't know how to cook chicken and I can cook chicken better yeah. than them. So why would I go? Oh goodness. I'm about to toot my own horn a little bit, but no, no, no. I, I like where you're going. Like I would I've learned how to season meat. I've yeah. learned how to season chicken in particular. Now I do have to apologize to a friend of mine, CJ. I brought her, <laughs> she came over uh, for a meal that Joy and I cooked and I absolutely torched a chicken. And I'm really embarrassed because I normally cook chicken very, very well. And I'm proud of how well I cook chicken. There's grace. And, yeah, the, so, so it's the salsa verde situation, and I just torched this chicken, and it, for for whatever reason, it, it just it, it felt like the chicken it was it was just immediately dry and bad. Anyways, all that to say, um, when I can cook a better chicken at home than most restaurants, I'm not going to say all hashtag not all, and. I mean, that's something that you can invest in yourself. You can show off your chicken making abilities yeah, rather than going out to eat with people. I agree. I don't think it's tooting your horn. I think as I've gotten healthier and started cooking more at home, me and Danielle realized like most of the restaurants we used to eat at, like we can actually cook better than them or like their ingredients are like frozen chicken or like whatever. It's just expensive and it's not very good. And I've become more of a snob just with like yeah. serving, yeah. you know, and whatever. So at home, I can get all those things and do it for like a third of the cost. So why wouldn't I do that? Yeah, because when you go out to a restaurant, this is something that uh, Mr. Money Mustache talks about. Shout out to him. He says, when you go to a restaurant, you're not just paying for food. You're paying the rent of the place. You are paying uh, for servants to cook your food, and he says it like this, and, and it's, it's purposely offensive, to then take your take your food out of the kitchen and bring it to your plate. Like, that that's just archaic. What, what yeah. we do in restaurants, it's like we're not, this is something that, I mean, don't get me started on the on the tipping rat, rabbit trail. I'm not going to get that controversial, but, but it's like, why do we do this? Why do we go to restaurants and, and do this? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. And a lot of times it's better at home. For sure. And that's just the reality of the situation. You're, but you're paying someone's salary to cook cook the mood, the, the food, cook the mood that you're in, to cook the food and to bring the food to you. Yeah. And and that's the, the way to look at it. When you're going out, you're not just getting food or doing the casual thing. Yeah. And you can you can avoid that. And, you know, to the point about making food, like that's a life skill. Yeah. Being a good cook, 
you know, you're going to be a good cook the rest of your life, Isaiah, because you learned how to do it. And you learned how to make food that you like. That's healthier for me. Let's go. That's exciting. I will share, if you are overweight and you're trying to get in shape, I thought for years it was working out and just hitting the gym hard. It's not that. It's like if you win in the kitchen... In fact, when I had my huge weight transformation, I didn't work out. I just focused on eating. That's what helped me lose it. So yeah, just another reason to cook at home. No, that's that's so real. And uh, yeah, so... Hey, just want to take a quick second and thank you for listening to this show. If you have found value, if it's benefited your life, if you enjoy listening to us, would you please take a second just to... Uh, it literally takes a second. Scroll up to the top of Spotify if you're listening there and just leave a five-star review. Share it with somebody. Maybe send a screenshot. Post it on Instagram. Do whatever you want. But the way podcasts grow is by sharing it by word of mouth. That's the primary way they grow. So if you could take a second and share that, that would be so awesome and benefit us. So again, thank you for listening. Back to the show. Practically speaking, before we end today, we gave you three reasons that improving your fitness can improve your wallet. Um, we also want to talk about practical ways we have moved forward in this. Now, I, you know, neither of us are claiming to be fitness experts. We're both dads, super busy, working, and the way that we have found success, that's what we want to talk about today a little bit. And so for me, what has worked has been intermittent fasting. You can look it up. It's there's a lot of people that know more about intermittent fasting than me, not for everyone. But for what I do is I begin eating at noon. I stop eating at eight. What that eliminates is the sugary breakfast in the morning. The American Americans tend to eat dessert for breakfast. It's just a thing we do for whatever reason. And, uh, and it also prevents me from eating late at night. And so this is a weight maintenance thing. It can be for losing weight, but you know, ultimately for me, it's, it's worked for the past, one and a half, two years. Shout out to to Phil Stern Jr. up in St. Louis that uh, that told me about it, sent me this video, and and I've been doing that ever since. Haven't looked back, um, and so that's worked well for me. And uh, what what kind of programs have worked well for you, Isaiah? Yeah, um, I've done keto as well, which I think you're about to talk about. Yeah, uh, that was pretty successful. Um, I think really finding out what your body does well with because I've tried so many things: intermittent fasting, keto. I did Octavia. Um, realizing like, okay, I actually don't need four meals a day. I need like a quick small breakfast and a, and a pretty big dinner. And I'm like maintaining, I think just knowing what your body needs is really important. Yeah. But as far as like what's actually worked, I did, I did a program called Octavia. I'm happy to help you if you want to jump on it as well. And I lost um, about 80 pounds in wow. four or five months and I've kept it off and it's been a year and a half. Wow. That's amazing, so, dude. Yeah. It's awesome. And so he mentioned uh, the keto ketogenic diet, and yeah. this is basically a um, you know I'm, I'm again I'm not a expert on this stuff, but in practice it looks like having somewhere between thirty grams of carbs a day and fifty grams a day, depending on your Which level. Which is very very low. Very very low, and so you're you're cutting out all starches, all rice, all sugary drinks, obviously. Um, you're taking out popcorn, which is like my biggest thing I miss during keto. When I'm on keto, oh, I don't get to no have bread. my popcorn. Yeah. No bread. Yes, yeah. that's tough. There is keto bread though now. Oh, you okay. can get it at Aldi and it's like, it's really good and you, you barely know See? that it's, oh, keto bagels. Can I say keto bagels? That's amazing. <laughs> um, and so the ketogenic diet, I started it back in, gosh, 2017. But the most recent iteration this is this is funny. I come back from a Wellspring retreat, and it was one of those uh, retreats 
retreat centers where the food for whatever reason was very salty and I just, I, I, I retained all of it and it didn't sit with me very well. And so I come back like bloated from, from this situation. I found that, you know, it's around two thirty that I, I tend to get, I, I feel overweight and this is what Joy said to me. And this is this is the value of, of a beautiful, amazing wife that will say the hard thing to you from time to time. Hey, Andrew, don't take this the wrong way. But how much do you weigh? <laughs> That's what she said to me. And I laughed so hard. It was it was seriously like, that is hilarious. And I'll never forget <laughs> that phrase. And so around that time, I was like 235, I think. And I was like, yeah, it's time to lose it. And so got back into inter- so so I was intermittent fasting and I incorporated the ketogenic diet and those two work together so 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 well. The intermittent fasting helps the keto, the keto helps the intermittent fasting. And um so yeah, that's what worked for me. But I have to get a shout out to the wife that will tell you. <sighs> yeah. To the wife that will say, "Hey, like respectfully." She was very respectful about it. It it was <laughs> the the don't take this the wrong way. But how much do you weigh? iconic line that I will never forget. And I really do think, and that's something with all goals, financial and with weight is having someone in your life that will actually call you to what you've said, because I gave her permission. That That's the key about this. It wasn't like some out of left field sure. thing of just, Hey, Andrew, you're gaining weight. It's, Hey babe, if I'm gaining weight, let me know. Or if you see a change, just, just like, hold me accountable. I want to be, I want to be in good shape. And so that's a valuable thing as well. Accountability. Um, so before we end today, um, the big things we talked about, uh, first of all, there's intermittent fasting, ketogenic diet. Isaiah, what's the name of your program again? Octavia. Yes. Follow, 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 contact him. Um, those are, those are key, great programs to lose weight, lose weight fast. And uh, the three ways that you can improve your fitness and improve your wallet, one, or the reasons that improving your fitness can improve your wallet, one, cause of healthcare is going up. Give yourself, give your 60-year-old self um, a, a high five by helping, helping you help yourself. Yeah. Number two, um, it helps with confidence. Number three, um, studies show that people who cook more are healthier. And so... That's all we have for today, this episode of Finance Fail. Don't look backwards. Look. <laughs> yes. I, I always forget it. Don't look b- backwards. Don't look backwards. Look ahead.